Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 46 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today we're having a solo episode, just me and you. And I really feel inspired to share something really personal to me, something that I have been going through lately, but also I've had some pretty incredible transformations and breakthrough moments that I really feel inspired to share with you. And hopefully you will be able to find a parallel in your life and let that also be helpful to you. And just to give you a little bit of background in what is actually going on, you know, there's times in our lives that we are just going through life, doing our thing, and then we decide to do some inner work, right? So if you, you know, been on a weight loss journey or any health journey, there's probably a component of it that really touches your heart and your emotions. And yeah, sometimes, you know, those things are a little tricky. And for me, it was it, this whole process, I think, was triggered. You know, I'm always doing inner work and working on my stuff all the time. It's just part of the lifestyle that I've chosen for myself. But I wasn't necessarily expecting to go this deep, necessarily. And in the last, within the last month or so, I actually hurt my neck and my back, and it was different than every time. So if you know anything about my story, and if you don't, I'll give you the 30-second Coles notes, but um, I... I've had for at least the last 20 years some spinal issues. I had spinal surgery in 2012 and I spent about 15 years of my life dealing with pretty chronic migraines. So it is fair to say that pain, physical pain is something I know well (laughs) and I also know how pain feels in my body. And I think what was really, I'll say even scary about this specific instance was that the pain that I felt was different. It was not the type of pain I recognized, not in the place that normally happened, and it wasn't going away. It was only getting worse. So, but anyways, long story short, I had to go, you know, to the emergency and seek medical attention and I'm doing fine. However, since that major episode, that incident, I haven't necessarily recovered a hundred percent. Like I felt a little bit of discomfort and sometimes headaches here and there a lot more often than my new normal since I've gone into my big healing journey. So it was almost like I was revisiting something that I thought I had overcome, right? In my previous, you know, wellness endeavor. And I think that was really what the trigger was. It was one, understanding why is my body still complaining? And two, what is it asking for? What is it time for this, you know, next phase of this journey? And for some of you, it may be that, you know, you start 
working on your wellness or whatever you try to do. And the moment you start opening, you know, those old emotions that we used to push down, so much comes to the surface, right? And it's a very, I would say, very common part of the journey, but also very hard part of the journey. And a lot of times, you know, eating and old cravings and all those you know, quotations, bad habits from the past resurface and it's really hard to get rid of it. And that's how I felt with the, you know, this little low grade chronic pain was like it resurfaced and I just couldn't get rid of it and not even get rid of it in the sense of taking a painkiller, but I have many other techniques from like my spunk mattress to my B-com balls to my neck stretching block things. (laughs) And I have stretches and I have sprays and it's essential oils and you name it, I probably have tried. And I was using my techniques, my tools and working on all things and I still couldn't truly overcome it. And even as I'm talking to you right now, I still have a little bit of it residual. However, the important part of this like long rant is that this experience somehow was the catalyst for me to really do some deeper inner work on myself. And I really felt inclined to share this with you because I do feel it could be quite helpful. So I'll try to stay on topic here and not go on too many tangents. So essentially, what I realized is that from an emotional standpoint, as you know, the pain was kind of happening and I was just kind of like revisiting some stuff, It was time to do something that I've been avoiding most of my adult years, which is open what I call my little personal vault. And this is very vulnerable and this is not something I have ever shared before. So I don't know how it's going to come out of me, but let's just see. So this little vault is how I envisioned in my mind of all those emotions that I didn't know how to handle or didn't want to handle. And I just put them in there and closed this door of this big vault. And imagine one of those old bank vaults, if you can picture that, like impenetrable walls, (laughs) if that makes sense. And I wasn't sure what was inside the vault, but something was inside the vault. At least, you know, I understood that. And then to a lot of the work I've done, and that work actually has been a lot of meditation, a lot of journaling, contemplation, neutralizing emotions. So I've been going through that again and again, you know, from different angles. And what what really started to happen, which was quite interesting, not normally my process, but I started to sort of see in my mind's eyes a picture you know, and that's when I knew I was dealing with the vault because that's the first picture that came. And then the more I meditated, the more I journal about questions like such as what are you afraid of? And, you know, what is basically what does this pain mean? What does your body need? And all those different things. I started to recognize that it was time to deal with really old emotions that I've carried that probably are actually related to the root cause of when the pain started to take place in my body. Because the type of pain that I have, it's very much upper neck and sort of like back of my head, like occipital area of my skull. And those are areas that 
usually get very tense when we are in fear. Those are areas that if you can imagine, like if you were to curl up your body a little bit and then just hold a shield or something like that, those would be muscles that will definitely be engaged (laughs) as you're holding that protective shield. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know, am I ready for this? But um, I decided to go for it. And essentially what I continue to see in those meditations was that what was inside the vault was actually not emotions per se, but it was basically myself. It was like, I locked myself inside the vault. And outside, of, this is all like I'm drawing, okay? Like literally I'm drawing using colorful markers here because that's the vision that I got in my head. And then outside of the vault, holding that door was my inner child, which sounds kind of crazy, but that's, you know, the first time I've ever contemplated that. And essentially what I understood is that my inner child, in order to protect me, put myself inside that vault, right? And to keep me safe, quotations. But also when you're keeping yourself safe in a vault, you also cannot be seen, right? And what I have you know, noticed over the last few years is that the work that I have to do serving women is really, really important to me. But I also know that it is also really needed by women. And as long as I stay safely in the vault, my ability to be seen and to reach those women will be limited. Even some of you listening to this podcast right now, you know, putting myself out there and making YouTube videos and podcasts. And, you know, when I used to travel around, you know, giving talks and all those things, those are very vulnerable acts, right? And even though I've done them, I've always known that I have not done them to the potential that my heart desires. And I think it's all related to this. So if you're totally new to my work and you have no idea what I do, uh, my focus is on helping women over 40 overcome their dislike for their bodies by really learning to accept their wholeness in the process of balancing hormones, eating healthy, real whole foods, and regaining an understanding of what does your body need after we turn 40 and beyond, and how to do the emotional, the mindset work to really get you to the best possible outcome, what we call weight release. So this is all new to you. I have a a new free training that I put together that really breaks it down and goes through what are the three main mistakes I see women making every day when it comes to weight loss. And then I show you through the methodology that I teach a weight release, how can you actually course correct? So if you're at all interested, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training and it's on demand and you can listen to it anytime you choose. Okay, but I digress. So essentially what I realized is that I was inside the vault. My inner child is outside protecting the vault. And what I was really afraid of from a very core level um, has everything to do with my childhood. So I was born and raised in Brazil And I lived there until I was 21 years old. And even though, yes, everybody I think knows that Brazil is a pretty dangerous country, 
I don't think I realized how much that impacted myself, my health, how much that impacted my hormones, specifically cortisol, the stress hormone, until much later in life. And when I moved to Canada, I remember, you know, going from feeling very unsafe and and worried every day for my life, right? I'm not talking about worried about, you know, doing well speaking to people. I'm talking about like more survival type of safety. And when I came to Canada and then we uh, like overnight feel safer and, you know, don't have the same worries. I remember experiencing almost what some people call like a cortisol uh, deficit, which was almost like my body was naturally used to producing copious amounts of stress hormone cortisol. And then when I didn't need to do it anymore, because physically I was safer, I found ways, I compensated, I found ways to, you know, stress myself out through career, to pursuing degrees and all sorts of ways. Um, and I actually did work with some practitioners for three years specifically to reduce what they call my threshold to fear, which is, you know, again, maybe a conversation for another day, but I just wanted to address that because it was a thing. So basically those fears, even though as I moved away from Brazil, the fear of physical safety wasn't necessarily the same anymore. My inner child, call it that, was so used to having or the felt that she had to protect me on a daily basis that that whole vault thing didn't change per se. Anyways, so where am I going to with all of this? So what I wanted to sort of say to you as I'm kind of going through this whole thing is that because of this whole process that I started to do my meditations and start to really visualize and I actually was able to draw it. I have I had something very concrete that I could work on. And yes, maybe you're not very artistically inclined, like my drawings are like stick people, like they're not pretty, but I did use color for some reason that was important and I wanted to categorize different emotions with the different colors. So anyways, and so that was just like my process. This is just, it came out of me. So I wanted to share in case this is something that could be helpful, that if you're dealing with emotions that are very convoluted, that are very old and deep and hard to understand, potentially painting quotations, painting your own picture may actually simplify because then you can quotations see it like you can see my hands but you can actually see it so anyway so that was the first step that I took now the second thing that I did is that I actually sat down very deeply and I started to sort of go back in time and try to remember like what was a time that I remember myself as a young girl and that I remember being very happy. And that's what I was trying to. And I probably, I, I would say that, you know, this memory that I have, I have a memory when I was about eight years old of something specifically I did with my grandpa. We went to this um, eco convention, convention back in Rio de Janeiro in 1992. And uh, it was all about the environment and it was a big worldwide convention. And I remember probably being one of my favorite days of my life. And that kind of like came rushing back to me. So that was good. I was like, okay, I had that as a, you know, a point in time that I remember being really happy. But I wanted something more. 
And then I had this memory of this photo that actually sits in my mom's uh, board. So I just text my mom and I said, can you please take a photo of my photo and just send it to me? And she did. And I'm actually going to include this photo in um, on our blog page for this episode. So if you're curious to see the photo, all you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash podcast. And if you're listening to this episode later on and it's no longer on the main page, just click on uh, see all episodes and then look for episode number 46 and you will be able to see the photo that I'm talking about. But anyways, so the reason why I got this photo is a photo of me very young and I'm wearing this pink ballet outfit because I used to do um, ballet when I was a young child and I had my hair done and faux bangs. But the most important thing about that photo is that I had the most joyous smile, like truly, like at least when I look at it, I see actual joy in those eyes and it almost makes me teary just to mention it, but um, it is a photo with a lot of meaning and significance to me. And mind you, I had a pretty good childhood. Um, even though I felt very unsafe because of where I was born and where we lived, right? But that photo to me represents a physical evidence of that time that that young child that now I perceive as my inner child was truly joyous, truly happy. And that is really where I want to get back to that, you know, she can open the vault because we're working together, that she trusts that I am safe, that no matter what we do or say, we're always safe. Anyway, so that was my journey. But the reason why I wanted to mention that, I wanted to tell the exact steps of what I've done. So just to recap, the first step I recognized through my, you know, quotations, resurfacing of my physical pain, that there's some emotional something going on in there. And it felt tangled and messy. So then I started journaling and asking what was I afraid of? What did my body need? And so on. And through the journaling, that's when I start to see some visions in my eye, in my mind's eyes. And then I drew it, right? And I used the colors, like I said. Then the next step was I tried to remember a time because for me, this was inner child related, um, that I had evidence of being joyous and happy. And even if you had a difficult childhood, as long as you have a photo of a moment that was very good or a memory that you really treasure and remember, that's still good. What I did with my photo uh, is that I actually just kind of add it as my screen, my the lock screen on my phone. So I actually see it every day now uh, because it is something that I felt I wanted to do. Of course, you do whatever you want with your photo, um, but I can't print it right now, so that's where it is. And what I also decided to do, I made a commitment to visit her, meaning my inner child, every day until the work feels complete. And by visiting her, what I do is that I go into a meditative state, and then I imagine the vault opened and she comes in and we talk. And we talk in my head, of course, but we talk about anything that we're journaling about or talking about trusting, about safety, about what things mean. And through that process, it's a, it's a basically a combination of journaling, meditation, 
but also showing up for myself, if that makes sense. And um, this is a process and I'm still in the middle of it, going through it. But I also feel so much progress has been made for something that I've been, you know, the doors have been locked in the quotations like magical vault for decades. And now it's starting to open up and I'm starting to really feel that it is safe to come out, call it that, right? And then the second, sorry, not the second, the last step of all of this is uh, probably the most simple, yet the most radical and transformative thing that I have done. And, you know, there's a bit of a backstory here, so I'm going to spare the details. But part of my personality, potentially, and also part of my upbringing and the things that I've been through, you know, growing up in Brazil in a very, I'd say, you know, competitive culture that really valued, you know, perfection in the sense of being the best at everything you do and striving for more and never being satisfied. Um, that was really, I'd say, a big part of my, you know, growing up and academical endeavors and all those things. And so I've always known how to push myself, right? And with a lot of my physical pain, often pushing myself meant push myself beyond and through the pain, right? So anyways, and a concept that I've had, I would say, for a while in my mind is, and I think a lot of women have as well, is that the harder we work, the more we get out of life, that good things are hard, that good things are worth working towards, which I'm not saying isn't true. However, if you are in a weight loss journey, and I prefer to call it weight release, but let's just call it for simplicity, a weight loss journey, and you're seeing ups and downs, and sometimes, you know, you're going one direction, then you're going the other direction, and you wonder what's going on, you know, whatever it is, and I will put the parallel of myself with my physical pain, I still believe with 100% confidence that our bodies got our backs. Our bodies are doing exactly what it is needed right now to either protect us or to provide us to with the tools or to launch us into specific, you know, self-discovery journeys, situations, resources of all of the above at the same time to give you exactly what you need. I 100% believe this. And that's why I start to look at my, you know, physical struggles and I'm thinking, what do you need? Like, what am I missing here? What am I not understanding? Because you're talking to me, body, and I'm not 100% sure what you're saying to me. And that was sort of part of that, you know, process, right? And it was like, oh, it's time to open this big vault door and, and go from there. So anyways, so what I'm trying to get to here is to remind you if it's something you forgot or tell you if this is the first time you hear this, that your body got your back. Even if the evidence shows otherwise, it is impossible that your body do not get your back because that's just the perfection of nature, the perfection of life. Of course, it may not necessarily match what you expect of you. So it's really time to ask those questions. What do you need, body? What are you trying to tell me? Okay. And then the final part of this is what I would say is the most incredible, I would say not just transformation, but realization that I recently had. And that is that it can't be easy. Okay, so this is coming from someone that has 
always made things hard <laughs> myself. I always had impossibly high standards and, you know, the list goes on and on. And the concept of something being easy kind of like blows my mind. It sounds so simple. Why couldn't it be easy? But if you spend your entire life going through struggles and in survival mode, it is very difficult to accept that easy things could actually work for you or be best for you, right? And so anyways, so what I'm trying to say here is that if I had, if somebody had just told me, oh, you're making things harder, it can be easy, I'll probably have ignored or got annoyed, right? However, what I decided to do, because I contemplate this came to me through some different ways, and I said, okay, I- I'm willing to see things differently. So can this be true? And then what I decided to do is apply the belief and the principle to one day, 24 hours, that's all it is. And as I was going through the day, all the different things and tasks before I started, I would say, oh, it can be easy. And then my mind would immediately say, no, it can't. It's never easy. And I say, no, this one day, this one time, this is an experiment. It is going to be easy. And I'm going to tell you some examples of what I apply this to. I apply this to building a new whiteboard that I recently purchased. I purchased one of those really big ones on wheels with the stand that it flips and all that good stuff because it was time and I, I love like my mapping and brainstorming what's in my head uh, for the business and my content and everything I want to give to the world. So I wanted just to put it out in a bigger board. This is my fourth <laughs> whiteboard, just so you know. Anyways, but it was more complicated. It was a huge box, lots of pieces to assemble. The directions had pictures, but no words. And it was actually not very well like not very clearly drawn either. So it was tricky. It could have been really hard. And I, you know, I started just saying it's going to be easy. I started the pieces. That was easy step. The second step was, okay, let's just see which pieces, which number. That was easy. Then the third step was, let's just the base. And as I went through the steps, I realized that I had, you know, done all the screws and stuff on one side backwards. And immediately my mind went, you see, it's not easy. You did it backwards. You're going to have to redo it. But then immediately, because it was the experiment day, immediately I flipped it back and I said, no, it's super easy. I'll just take this off and put it back again the right way. And it was easy. And the board was built and I love it and it's perfect, right? Uh, So this was like one very specific example. And even though it's like potentially maybe a silly example because I was just like building something, I could even have waited and asked my husband to build it later, but I just wanted right then and there. But it was still a very specific intention that I had of making that specific situation easier. And then I applied the same to responding to some emails and organizing stuff in the calendar and moving some things around that I had to do a big shift in my, you know, business calendar. And I decided before each of those tasks, nope, it's going to be easy. And then I kid you not that the things came together so quick, so well, and things just seemed to fall into place. And I'm just like looking at it, like, you know, shocked saying, did I really make the last like decades of my life really unnecessarily hard? And maybe, maybe not. That's not the point. But what I would like to offer you is besides the meditation, besides, you know, finding what are those feelings that may be 
stuck for you that are really resurfacing that it's time for you to address again in a different way or in a bigger form and then decide that it can be easy no matter how hard it has been to date doesn't matter it can be easy if it can be easy for me it can be easy for you too so what I ask you to do like I did one day trial just to gather evidence. Even if you do one day trial just to prove me wrong, do it. I don't care your motives behind it. But all I ask you to do is that for that one day, for the time we wake up, to the time we go to bed, every task, every conversation, every thing from cooking to, I don't know, laundry, which is usually hard for me, that you decide to do, decide it's going to be easy and then do it. And then observe. And if the mind keeps telling you, oh, no, it can't be this easy. It has to be hard. Say, nope, not this time. I decided this time it's going to be easy. And then shift it and shift it and shift it. And then see. And then report back. I would love to hear. So if you if you care, please send me a DM on Instagram at naturally.joyous. And let me know, did you do the experiment? Was it easy? And I would love to hear from you. So. That was kind of like a very vulnerable share. I hope this was helpful. I just wanted to really share what I have been going through, my very specific, you know, search, but also the tools that have come to me, the tools that have worked for me and how I was able to really start a very deep inner process that I think it was long due, but at the perfect time as always. And so much beautiful transformation has already come true. And as we transform our inner worlds, we automatically share and elevate everybody else around us. The benefits always go beyond ourselves and maybe our micro world, like our direct family and friends. Uh, And this is one of the ways that I wanted to make this more macro and share with everyone that uh, will find this episode and listen to it. Um, so this is really the intention behind this episode. And like I said earlier at the beginning, if this is something that you're curious and you really want to see how to apply some of these principles to your weight management journey, I recommend you go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to really watch my brand new training and just kind of you know understand what are some of those common mistakes uh, that you may be making, how to shift them, and then what are the sort of pieces of the puzzle if you want to start looking at things differently and looking at weight loss from a very different angle. My mission in life is to provide women over 40 with a new model of care for weight loss. And it is a journey. It will take some work. But like we said earlier, it can be easy. So I will, I look forward to hear from you on Instagram. If you do the easy day experiment to hear your thoughts and comments, and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.